I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse, living like a rock star. Spend a lot of money on my brand new guitar. Baby's gonna have it with a sports car. Round around the horse and then the... Um, hi guys, welcome to Mum's podcast, Rebel Unique. Give it five stars. Peace out. Oh, well, hello, lovely people. (laughs) How are you, my loves? Welcome to another episode of Rebel Unique. This is episode six, and we are speaking with the beautiful Seneva Holt, this amazing human human, human, who I know and love, is also known as Queen Fire, and she is exactly that. She brings fire to all that she creates, bees, does, all the things, and I am so grateful to have her on today's episode where we get to speak all things manifestation and money. Oh, let's get into it, shall we, because this is going to be so good. Welcome, beautiful Suniva, to Rebel Unique Podcast, my love. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Any any time I have you in supporting and jamming, I just it's just all pure gold. I'm so grateful to have you in here, my darling woman. Yes, let's bring some fire today. Let's do it, Queen Fire. Let's <laughs> do it. Uh, okay, sweetie pie. So we um, obviously are jamming on amazing, amazing stuff that I could seriously talk about forever, especially the money stuff. It's something that's really present in my space that I just am absorbing so much goodness on right now and can't get enough of the whole money conversation. And But we'll get to that. I wanted to start with manifesting and manifestation. Um, it's an interesting, interesting topic. And it's, I was talking about this the other day, actually with some of my peeps and one of my one of my groups and essentially was saying, um, cause it took for me personally, it took a little while for me to wrap my head around what manifesting actually was. Cause where I started was, uh, the secret reading, right. reading the book, the secret. And for mm-hmm. me, it really had like, it was great, but yeah. it, it didn't really land in the sense of, okay, so I just sit on my couch and write myself a $1 million check and I that's right. So can, uh-huh. so can you go into the awesomeness that is manifesting and what it actually means for you? Absolutely. Um, you know, I never actually read The Secret or saw the movie. And really? I get it. I like, um, it's fantastic that they were bringing something out there that was not commonly spoken about. Mm. But at the same time, it's missing the one of the most important parts and that is the aligned action yeah right? because <laughs> it's great to it's great to like decide what we want and put it on a vision board but that means nothing if we're not actually uh taking the aligned action to make it happen because we don't get to sit back and the universe just does everything for us you know it is about getting super super clear on what it is that we want Uh, knowing that we are fully worthy of having it and then doing everything within our power to make that happen. And sometimes when we decide what we want, it does just come to us, right? But it's, um, it's very irresponsible to assume that that is going to be the case all the time or that's how it works. Oh, damn it. Such a buzzkill. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it'd just be easy because it's also, it's also that wanting, isn't it? Because when we're, when we're in that space of wanting the universe Mm -hmm. is like, okay, so you're in wanting, that's where I'll keep you. Like you'll just keep wanting rather than actually taking, like you said, the aligned actions. Yeah. And I guess there's a couple of other parts to it as well. There is the, wanting it so badly that we create scarcity around that thing. So it's like the wanting it so much that we focus so much on it that we're actually taking ourselves out of being present, right? Because we're, we're like, Oh, I need, I want this thing over here and it's not my current reality. So I'm not actually happy where I am right now. Right. Yes. It's discontent. And that is like a way of blocking manifestation. Right. So we get to be really present and happy and grateful for what we already have while knowing that we also get to have so much more. 
Beautiful. Can you talk more about that, sweetheart? Because I love that. I love it because it's gratitude is something that's thrown around a lot. And for me, it's a simple concept that's so overlooked. I feel like because it's so simple, people, a lot of people think it's too simple to work. Like it has to be hard for me to, <laughs> for me to get the result or deserve it. Um, so yeah. can, can you talk about more bringing that into the present, the present moment? And cause it's, mm. it's not, it's not an either or conversation is it? it's not, I'm going to be judgmental for what I want now and not want anything in the future or desire anything in the future. So where, not at all. Yeah. So can you talk more about that, my darling? That's awesome. Yeah. So what it is, is everything carries an energy and a frequency and gratitude is um, operating at your very highest frequency because when we are so, so grateful for everything that we do have in our life and we are so privileged, you know, we, we have so much, that we are not appreciating and the fact that we have a roof over our heads and food to eat and people that love us uh, and this technology to, to speak to each other on is that mm-hmm. just means that we're in that top, you know, 10 or 20% of the world for how much we have in our lives. And yet we spend so much time not appreciating it, wishing we were somewhere else, wishing we had something else. And so moving into that frequency of appreciation and gratitude uh, changes the changes the way that we're putting out energy into the world and so it's kind of like this gratitude appreciation and joy is operating at the eights and the nines and the tens right and so we're therefore attracting the eights and the nines and the tens back into our life if we're coming from that place of scarcity of wanting of jealousy of comparison of Uh, wishing we were somewhere we're not, we're operating down at the twos and the threes and the fours and therefore we are attracting more of those things back into our life. Yep. Absolutely. So what it's, because it's, um, what would you say to someone who says, all right, I'm doing all the things and I'm being grateful and I'm feeling it all, but nothing feels like it's changing tangibly? I'd say stop being fucking impatient. (laughs) (laughs) And mic drop. Because, like, seriously, there's there's this um, this big kind of rush mentality we have in this modern age that everything has to happen now. And, you know, maybe there are some things that are not happening in that, right? Maybe there is something that's missing a little bit. Maybe um, you get to look at that a little bit deeper, and it's always about self-analysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I truly being an energetic match for what it is that I want to receive? So... Uh, what I mean by that is looking at what it is that you want in your life. Uh, if I want to be making, you know, $250,000, am I being an energetic match for that? Am I showing up in that way already? Like, what does the $250,000 version of me look like? What do they, how do they dress? What do they do in their day? What does their morning rituals look like? What else is different about them? Who are the people that they're associating with? What does the business look like in that way? And so it's stepping into what it is that you want before you're even there. And then you're creating that container that can receive that vision. Acting as if. Mm -hmm. Yes. And there's, and there are, there are things that everybody can do because uh, as soon as you say that, I know there's going to be like, as soon as you say, act as if you are a $250,000 person, there's going to be those stories that come in. We'll get into this with the money mindset, but there's going to be those stories that come in, but like, that, like, well, how do, I don't have the money to get the outfit that a $250,000 person wears. I don't have the money or the this or the that, the resources, etc. But it's not, it's not all about things that um, just cost money. It's also a way of being. And like you said, throwing yourself into friendships and circles and support systems and networks that operate at a higher frequency and a higher vibration that are going to support you being in that as well. Absolutely. And I need to speak into that a little bit more because the thing with manifestation is that you've got to create the one next step, not the 10th step, right? So if you're only making $50,000 a year saying, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, <coughs> that is not fucking yeah. thing can truly connect to right that is like because it feels so far off doesn't it it feels so far away how yeah i'm gonna get there that's so far away if at all possible like it becomes a block yeah yeah and you do not connect emotionally to that goal right so that's not the goal 
the goal, that's like, that's a way off goal. You've got to look at what the one next step is. If it's a monetary thing, for example, it's like, if I'm making $50,000 a year in my business, then what is that one next step for me that it, that feels quite scary, but I know I can emotionally connect to? Yes. Yes. That makes so much sense. Cause it is, we're, we're told like, go, go big and go to that 10 year goal, or that five year goal. And, and it can feel so almost overwhelming sometimes because it just feels, mm. whoa, I don't even know how, like and it sort of blocks the next step. So breaking it down into those simpler simpler levels, I guess you call them, simple uh, goals that are, like you absolutely. said, achievable. Yeah, absolutely. Then, yeah. We can, then we can connect to it and then we can show up as that version of ourselves because you get to you get to show up in that 100,000. If, you know, if it's that's the stretch, yeah. if it's going from 50 to 100 or 50 to 80, whatever that thing that feels scary but you can also emotionally connect to, you get to step into um, so much of that now. And some of it is going to be a stretch, right? Some of it might be things that feel like, ah, oh, but that's like, I don't know if I can truly afford that. Sometimes it's about jumping in and doing it anyway and trusting that it is always going to work out. Yes, the trust, the trust, because it's, um, and I did a podcast episode about this, about the instantaneous gratification culture that we have it's that if I don't have something straight away then it's not working so I'll just I'll stop um and for manifestation for me it's really about like just keep bringing myself back to it like and as soon as I go to the if I catch myself in the oh it's not working or I didn't get the thing that to me then switch my frequency back down to lack scarcity fear like wait a sec I just have to revisit what what I was doing, what wasn't working, go back to the you know step one, um, and go through all the process again because it's a constant thing. It's not a I'm a manifester. I don't have to do anything anymore. It just all comes to me. So it's a continuous journey, isn't it? Absolutely, and that's the thing. Is like we make it into something that it's not. We make it into oh that didn't work out, so I'm a failure. You know that we go into these emotional. Uh, labeling of ourselves and what that means rather than just playing it like a game and yeah. self-evaluating and going like you're saying it's like okay well that didn't work um, I get to look at that and see maybe why wasn't that working or do I just need to try again keep trying or do something differently like I just get to play with this and tweak things and see what happens and it is absolutely always comes back to trusting and surrendering while also continually putting one foot in front of the other Yes. Yes. Cause at the end of the day, we're, we're always manifesting. It's just whether or not you're manifesting something that's working for you and for your growth. We're constantly bringing things into our lives and calling in people and things and, or a lack of things or whatever it may be. It's just changing that frequency. So it's things that are on higher vibration and that work for us. Absolutely. And touching on that mm. is to really, notice what we are speaking into the world mm. right, what, are we, what is it that we're saying and what is it that we're writing down in the way of being because obviously what we're putting out there is expanding and coming back to us so really noticing what are we what are those things the language that we're using are we using scarcity language are we are we saying uh, things like I don't have enough time or I don't have enough money or I'm always late or I'm like always apologizing for something like you get to notice what and how you are showing up mm -hmm. and look at that and go, okay, well that's actually um, not in alignment with my higher self or with that person that I'm choosing to become. And so how do I play with that? Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a constant game. It's a constant game. Mm -hmm. Tell us um, a little bit about your manifesting journey, my sweetheart, and how your progress with manifesting has looked like over the over the years from where you started. Mm. Uh, it started really young. The first kind of experience, I guess, that I had around it was when I was about 15, and I grew up in a very religious um, environment. I was homeschooled in a very religious homeschooling program, uh, and my desire was to go to high school and I, I wanted this more than anything. I just wanted to get out of the environment that I was in, be around other kids. And so I 
consistently hammered my parents until they agreed that I could go, but the condition was that I would have to pay for it myself. And that was a big deal because at 15, I was going to have to come up with thousands of dollars. We, I was going to have to board with people. Um, and perhaps they thought that would put, put me off. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And the naive, the naivety is so important in manifestation is to have that blind belief and have the blinkers on and just that single-minded focus. I'm like, okay, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is happening. Yeah, this is and happening. I was just all in on that. And I did everything in my power to make that money. I was sorting sheep shit from wool. I was um, cleaning toilets. I was babysitting, doing all the things for, you know, ridiculously low pay um, until I made that happen. And that might not be a very um, glamorous, you know, version of manifestation, but that's when I realized that I could make shit happen. If I wanted something, I could, I could have it. Mm -hmm. And so that was the first real experience for me. And that's kind of carried on throughout my life in so many ways, but I guess I've got different, um, not that anything's really changed, but I've, uh, I've also realized that I can manifest in, you know, much easier and different ways and play with the energy around it. So, for example, last year, um, I was just, I decided that the, the home that we had bought, that we were living in, was not the right place. Uh, and I wanted a very specific kind of place. And I wrote in my journal that I wanted... Um, a beautiful new home and I wanted it to have beautiful expansive views over the water I wanted it to have lots of white and bright open space I wanted it to have a swimming pool and a gym and I wanted an island in the kitchen and I wanted a bath and there was very specific things around this home I'd never seen it at the time we weren't looking for a property um, but then I was talking to my husband about it and he's like, I found this place, sent me a link and we looked at it and five days later we had signed an agreement on that exact property. Wow. That's awesome. And you should see this place guys. If you haven't checked out Seneva's backgrounds for her lives and stuff, like it is stunning. It is full of color and vibrance. Like it's so fucking epic. It's just, it's delicious. <laughs> it's such a beautiful space. Such a beautiful yeah. place. Um, what I wanted to ask you, my darling, because this is a common thing with manifesting and everybody, well, I won't say everybody, but most people are told, do a vision board, like do a vision board. That's, that's how you start your manifesting journey. What is your take on vision boards and how do they work and how do they not work? Okay. So I have never had a visioning board in my life. And for me, they don't connect mm -hmm. okay? because that is not, um, that's just not how I connect to things, right? For some people, that might be perfect. And it's really feeling into what works for you and playing with these things. So for me, journaling is everything. If I write things down and then I feel into them and I'm feeling into it and I'm visualizing it, that is how I most powerfully manifest, mm -hmm. right? Different people work in different ways. There is no one way for everybody and it's about like really about playing with the different op different ways of doing things and see what resonates and see what feels most um, aligned for you. And I think that's really a really important point to make too, because it's really all about life in general, I feel is about experimentation, but especially with manifestation, it's the same with anything, morning routines, manifestation, like it's, there's no one way and mm. just try, like try them all and stick to the ones that work, work for each of us, work for you. Mm -hmm. What about you? What works for you? I'm a visual person. So yeah. I, I like um, pictures. So I do have a vision board, but attached to that vision board, because I'm also a, a writer, I like love hand like journaling. I will um, speak into those things like they already are. Mm. I will talk about like what it feels like to be in my, my beautiful beach house with the boys in the, the pool and, walking through the gate down to the sand to the beach to go surfing. And I will speak about what it's like to um, have my beautiful programs and my clients and stuff feeling a certain way in something I'm creating. And uh, for me, when I first started, I think it was, 
it was that instantaneous gratification. It was like, I've been doing this for X amount of time. Why isn't this working? Oh my fucking God. Mm. But it's bringing it now. It's like, oh my, it's working. Like it is like it, but it's those little, sometimes it's just those little subtle things that come in. You're like, oh shit, there's a shift. Like I, I didn't even notice that. I was so attached to that end goal of what it's supposed to look like. Cause this is the thing for me, manifestation sometimes shows up in a different kind of way than what I had envisaged. And um, it's, it's seeing that rather than no swipe that to the side, that's not what, what I wanted. Like, well, maybe it's not, but maybe it's what I needed in this moment. Um, even though it didn't look exactly like the way I'd pictured or the way that I'd envisaged, it's still part of my manifestation process and, and my journey and, and everything I'm calling in. Mm, so important is that uh, one of my key beliefs that is that life is always happening for me, not to me. Absolutely. And Absolutely. that is such a change in mindset when we're going through life and these things are happening that we feel are so difficult or challenging. But when we're on the other side of it, we can almost always look back and see why they were there for us. Yes. If we, if we allow ourselves to. Yes. Yes. I'm sure we've all had those moments, those, oh, that's why I dated that douchebag. All those lessons. <laughs> <laughs> all those lessons. I get it now. Exactly. <laughs> oh, all right, my darling, let's move into the juicy topic of money mindset. Oh, money mindset. I'm reading an awesome book right now. It's called The Illusion of Money by Kyle Cease. And, mm-hmm. oh, it's just, I just cannot put it down. It's so, so good. It's, it's yeah, it's delicious. So if anyone wants to grab that, grab that one. It's fab. Um, but let's talk about money mindset. Uh, what what is money mindset exactly for you, my sweetheart? Talking to that because I know the way you speak about it really resonates. Mm. It's your it's simply your beliefs around money and the relationship that you have with it, right? Because money is a relationship, right? The way that we talk about it, the way that we see it, the way that we play with it uh, can either be from a place of fear and of scarcity and of discomfort and of burying our head in the sand, or it can be from a place of excitement and energy and uh, that this is a, that it is fun and it is a tool that we get to use and it is an amplifier. Mm. So it's really starting off with digging into what are those beliefs that we have around money, looking at where they came from. We're almost always conditioned by uh, our family and our, the environment that we grew up in, right? So our parents' beliefs often become ours. And that's the important thing to see is that we didn't choose those beliefs, right? They were just the ones that we were given to us, but we get to uh, therefore look at those and go, right, well, those aren't serving me. So what is it that I do choose? What is it that I'm choosing from this point on? And then making those your new beliefs and conditioning yourself uh, just as you would as if you were going to the gym, you know, you need to be working on this stuff every single day. You don't go to the gym once and have big muscles right, <laughs> from, from one workout. Yeah. And it's the same with sadly Um, but it's the same with anything and mindset work for for example is something that we get to continually work on and that's why the journaling um, is such a powerful tool to be using every day is because we can really dive into those beliefs and what is it that we're uh, where it is we're feeling blocks or where we're feeling stuck you know I still have stuff come up yeah I very uh, I, I found one the other day I was like I had some blockage there around paying taxes. Oh. I just, I just, I grew, and I was like, oh, I grew up in an environment. My parents really um, were always talking very negatively about taxes and the government just trying to rob us and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I had no idea that was there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. And this is the thing. It, it doesn't matter how much actual money we have in our bank account. I feel like, each new level of that brings a new level of awareness to new blocks. Like that's never, never an arrival point where I have no money blocks. It's just new levels of, of how they show up depending on where we're at with our relationship with money. 
Yeah, and that's so key in every part of life, right? It's like we are never there. We're no. human, so yeah. human, so and there's always going to be stuff to work on. So just chill the fuck out a little yeah. bit and remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we like totally get to work on this stuff, um, but it's you know, and it's going to keep coming, and that's kind of the fun and the excitement of this human process is that there's always another layer to unravel. And that's the key too, like you keep saying, to make it fun and exciting because otherwise it feels like a chore. And it's uh-huh. like for me, committing to myself and working on myself is a priority, just like mm. exercising or drinking water. Like you, like you said, you don't, you don't drink water once and go, I'm hydrated, I never have to drink water again. It's, <laughs> an, it's an everyday thing. And for me, working on myself is the same. And that's, that's the question we really get to ask ourselves, especially with money, because it's such, I find it's such a taboo topic. It's so, it's so people shy away from, oh, from talking about money. If it's a priority um, in your life to develop a relationship with money, so it works for you and with you, then it gets to be a priority every single day. Yes, a hundred percent. And it's bringing that lightness to it. One of my key beliefs probably my number one belief is life is a game yeah so we're just here to, to play yes absolutely let's play let's talk about some money stories my darling um some potential ones that can exist in people's belief system versus how they can switch those for alternatives and i know there's like oh there's like a toilet roll of <laughs> money belief some of mine were um i heard we can't afford it a lot Mm-hmm. So I caught myself saying I can't afford it a lot before I caught it and realized that wasn't my belief. And I know it's very common. I cross it a lot um, with coaching people who yeah. want to invest in themselves. I can't afford it. Um, and there's a lot of other ones, but I, I'll, I'll get into that in a sec. But while we're on the I can't afford it bandwagon, can you speak into that? Mm-hmm. Yes, the can't afford it one. So, um, okay. So <laughs> Let's if, <laughs> if your child had a life-threatening illness and it was going to cost $500,000, are you just, are you going to let your child die because you can't afford it? Mm-hmm. Or will you do everything in your power to find that money in whatever way possible? Now, bringing that energy into everything you do and realizing that it's not that you can't afford it, it is what you are choosing, right, in this moment. So changing that language and changing that mentality around it to, right, I'm either choosing it or I'm not. If I I am not in the state of wanting and wishing, I either am or I am not. Mm -hmm. So if if I truly want something, then I will move heaven and hell to make that thing happen. I frequently commit to things with not having the money available to me. Yes. I've always done it because I trust and know that if I commit and I'm all in, I will always find the money. Yep. Yep. I committed to um, to stretch, to stretch 22 with $47 mm-hmm. in my bank account. But I knew that I wanted mm-hmm. it and I knew that um, who I became in the process of getting resourceful and finding a way to to bring that money in was also part of my, my learning process. It was phenomenal. Like, Holy shit. It's that I can do this evidence. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's, that is one of the most powerful shifts we can have in our money is just changing that from, I can't afford it to I'm not choosing it or I am. And that's it. It gets to be that simple, taking the emotion out of it, taking the wanting and wishing. There are so many people I know that will say things like, you know, they'll go out drinking every weekend or go to fancy brunches and all these things. But then they're like, oh, you're so lucky you can travel. I wish I could afford it. (laughs) You know, like, and you just, you just, your head is almost exploding. (laughs) Nothing, luck has nothing to do with it, sweetie. Yeah. And it's, I mean, and it's just that thing of like, they, they can't see what they can't see. Exactly. Which is is totally fine. But I have people that will ask me about my programs every single time, right? Every time I put something out, they're like, oh, you know, I really want to do it. I'm just not sure if I can find the money. And then I just put out one. This is, it just cracks me up. I just put out one that was only $111. 
and still some of those people are like I really want to do it but I'm not sure if I can afford it I'm like are you fucking kidding me yeah <laughs> I know I had I this did a workshop yeah I did a workshop same thing and it was I used to do it for free and then I was I decided I was going to have some energetical exchange in that so people could invest and have some skin in the game I made it yeah. $11 $11 and I still had people messaging saying, I really wish I could come. I can't afford it. And I was just mind blown. Mm. Like it's yeah. not, and it's not, it's just not a priority. Like maybe your mobile phone is a priority or the big screen TV is your priority or a new tattoo mm. is your priority or extra coffee all week is a, your priority. It's not about, I can't afford it. Like you said, it's just, it's not a priority. Yeah. And I like, I feel for those people because they're so stuck in their story. Oh, That's so literally what they believe. Yes, uh, it really is. And so, you know, that story will run their entire lives until they ever do something about it. And that's obviously our, part of our job is, you know, sometimes I do, I get to call those people forward um, and help them see that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's such a beautiful shift for them. Often, sometimes the biggest shift happens before they even get in the program right? It's, it's about them showing up for themselves and getting that money because it's also attached to our self-worth is if we have very low self-esteem investing in ourselves is the hardest thing in the world because we don't feel worthy of doing so yes yes so much yes i was going to say something that i can't afford it but it's left me now it'll come back yeah <laughs> it'll come back so let's talk about other money stories because i know for me another one was um, money doesn't grow on trees you have to work hard to get it once you get it you need to hang on to it because it's hard to get back um, versus what can we reframe that to? Mm. Um, it's always about looking at what is the opposite belief from that. It's like money is hard. Then I get to believe that money is easy, that money flows to me easily, that um, money is just energy and that the more that I'm and bringing a, bringing an excitement and lightness, I love paying bills <laughs> and yes. yep. people might think that's often would think that's really weird but i love circulating money i love and um you know putting that money that i'm making back out into the world and i'm very intentional about what i put what i invest my money into and changing that belief system of like changing it from what i'm spending into what i am investing yes. also changes the way that we put that money out and how we feel about it yes yes we use that in our house too we use investing in the boys will be because sometimes they'll go mm. into the supermarket and they'll do like i will do the shopping mom like okay so they go in and they come back and we invested 50 dollars in the grocery so that's that's our language the same with the same with bills like we invested this in the water bill and we invested this in the electricity bill and the gas bill and all the things um, because bringing it back to what you said about a relationship with money, if we are to cultivate and nourish a beautiful relationship with money, how's money going to feel like, imagine if it was a person, if we're like, ugh, I have to put you over here and you've got to share you with this bill and share you with that. And ugh, like mm -hmm. it, it's not, it's not really supporting that beautiful relationship either. Exactly. What's a, what's a real-time tangible uh, action that peeps can take to cultivate a beautiful relationship with money? Hmm. Other than well, outside, of, outside of the noticing the language that we're using around it, one practical thing that I often get people to do is to um, print off three months of bank statements and look at what you're investing your money in and Ooh. see how it feels. Ooh. And that's really something a lot of people will try very hard to avoid but yes. if you've got to have a great relationship with money get your, you've got to get your head out of the sand and face off with it uh and look at that and go okay what am i where is my money going how does that feel for me and i do this quite often um just as a you know kind of a regular process and i you know it's things like i never felt good and this is like Oh, this is where energy can get blocked as well. Because if you're spending on things that do not feel good, then it creates kind of energy blocks, right? So one for me was um, buying takeaway coffees. That does not feel good to me. You know, <laughs> buying takeaway coffees every day. I was like, um, at the time I was like always getting them in takeaway cups and it was 
you know, this horribly environmental um, destructive thing. And the energy around that for me was not good. It did not feel good about it, but I'd become, it had become very habitual and I loved, I guess, uh, the habit and um, a lot around it. So I was choosing to ignore it. Mm-hmm. And so by looking at my bank statements and really going, oh, well, that really doesn't feel good. Right. So I'm going to shift that and um, just change the way I be with that. So if I do go out for coffee, it's going to be a special occasion. I'm going to sit down in a cafe and I'm going to savor this coffee in a real cup or it's with a friend. And I'm going to really enjoy it. And it changes it from this habit into something really special. Amazing. Amazing. And while that's a very small thing, it actually, uh, the small things have a massive effect on the big things as well. We've got to really pay attention to all of those little things that are happening yes. in our, our money. Because they all add up. They all accumulate. It's all the small things. Any big thing or big thing, big task, or whatever, is a whole bunch of small things. Same with like what our life looks like, isn't it? It's just a whole bunch of little things that have added up to create our, our current reality. Absolutely. And when it comes to money, it's the small things that sink the ship. Yeah. <laughs> because we think they don't matter. Yeah. Right? So we're like, oh, coffee here, or lunch here, or brunch here, or a cheap top here. And yeah. then uh, those are the things that really add up and uh, sink your boat. It's the, I call them the fuck it purchases, where you're just like, oh, fuck it. And you end up getting right. it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, shit. I just had $100 worth of fuck it purchases this week. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like that unintentional those unintentional um, choices, not just the ones that don't make us feel good in the moment, the ones that we just are completely cut off from or disconnected from and just <laughs> have a fuck it moment. And then, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not serving us in the long run. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Bloody fuck it purchases. I'll get you every time. Kmart. Kmart's a good one for fuck it purchases. <gasps> oh, fuck it. <laughs> oh, fucking dollars You get to the counter and that'll be $300. What? Holy shit. They all add up. <laughs> and like, that's where it's so important to be really intentional about. Mm. I, I am so intentional about everything, everything that I do, everything that I buy, everything that I say yes to. If it is not both beautiful and practical and I truly, really want it, then mm. it's a no from me. It's yep. not about the money. Yep. It's about the energetic space it's taking up in my life. It's about like not needing to have a whole lot of stuff or it's, it does not get to take up space in my life unless it is the thing. Yes. Yes. Intentional purchases. Not about the price tag. It's about the energy behind it. Absolutely. And that applies to everything else. It's just, it's not just about money. Like what else, where else does that apply? What are we saying yes to? That's not truly a yes. What are we, Mm. how are we spending our time and our energy that is in ways that are not truly a yes because when we say yes to one thing we're saying no to something else so we get to ask what is that thing i'm saying no to is it something i'm choosing to say no to like if i say yes to time at home today to myself instead of a yes to an invitation i didn't really want to go to then that's working for me because i've said no to the invitation but if it's i'm saying yes to a purchase in the moment means I'm saying no to my relationship with money and no to my abundance and no to, to keeping my house decluttered with energetical items. Absolutely. So good. So, so good. I wanted to speak about also my darling, um, cause this is something I've been learning a lot about. It's the whole self sabotage when it comes to money when it mm-hmm. comes to having it, when it comes to your bank balance, essentially reflecting your relationship with money and mm-hmm. how much value you have in yourself versus the, the value energetically and, and um, financially you have in your life. Can you speak into that, my sweetheart? Because I find that so powerful. Mm. Well, that often boils down to the self-worth stuff. Yeah. Right? So again. A lot of it does. A lot of the, you know, I, I run a three-month program uh, for women and it doesn't matter what they came in for. The thing that almost every single person, I'd say every single person, uh, 
realized is that they uh, that they really need to work on. It's not the money. It's not the business. It's not all those things. It is the self-worth and the self-love. Mm-hmm. And that is attached to everything else that we do. And so that's going to show up in our money and our business and every other part of life if we do not address it. So sometimes we've got to uh, do that first because until we do, we're probably going to continually self-sabotage because we're like, I'm actually, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve that. It's also about uh, really getting clarity on what it is that we want and having enough of a why to that thing that we do everything in our power to make that happen, right? Because if our why is not strong enough, then we're not going to truly be all in on making that thing happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. The inner, the energetical why and our driving why mm-hmm. behind creating the change is what you mean. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're self-sabotaging when it comes to money, do you have a clear purpose for that money and how much does it mean to you? Are you emotionally attached and super connected to that? What does that mean to you? Mm. Because it's, and because this is, if we, sorry, honey, you go. That? No, you go. Um, because if, if we're just like, oh, I want to have $100,000 in my bank account, I'm like, great, what for? What does that mean to you? Really? Yeah. Like, there's no connection to that. Money is just a number in your bank account, literally does not mean anything. Yes. So you have to have a reason for that money or what that actually means to you. You're much more likely to be connected to something that really um, gets you fizzing and lights you up. Like I travel, I'm, my top priorities are personal development and travel. And I know that I'll do anything to make those things happen, right? And so I'm very connected to those and I will always find the money for those things. Hmm. Okay. Yep. That's beautiful. Simple and powerful. Because the thing is when, um, when you don't have your why, this is why so many lottery winners get their millions thrown at them and, and it's all gone within a year. Because mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't have that or less than. They don't have that why attached to the money. It's, it's just a, it's, and it's not in, they're not invested in their own self-value and that's why it disappears. Yeah, 100%. Love it. I love it. Um, and for me also, I just want to speak into the, uh, like, because I've, I've been there. I've been there with the zero bank balance. I've been there with the minus bank balance. I've been there with the trying to find $2 coins on the floor of the car to get petrol in the car. And mm-hmm. in all of those moments, um, for me personally, what I learned was it's, like you said, trusting trusting that it's like right now, this is not permanent. My situation is not permanent. I'm trusting that money is, is going to flow to me. And also knowing that I get to have that rich and wealthy mindset despite what my bank balance says. Absolutely. It is, it is the feeling of, I feel wealthy. I feel abundant because that's such a different thing anyway to how much money we have, you know, the, yeah. the amount of money we have is actually irrelevant. Because mm. hmm? mm-hmm. if we're not happy where we are, then we're not going to be happy with money. Yep. It doesn't actually mean anything. I've spoken to numerous homeless people, home, home, homeless, yeah, homeless people who are like just have this beautiful, abundant mindset and completely free. And they're actually choosing. There was a couple I've met that are actually choosing to be homeless and they don't have a lot of money but their, their mindset is completely, completely different. And for people who, you know, have got their house and have got their clothes and have got their food and are still in, I'm not enough space. It's a massive mm-hmm. wake up call. It's, it is, it's a mindset. It's not a, it's not a, mm-hmm. bank balance, it's a mindset. Exactly. Because if you get to, if you're in that, in that um, mindset and that kind of scarcity mode, you'll get to the goal but then you'll just want to get to the next goal and where you are is never going to be enough because you're always going to be looking to the next thing or comparing yourself to somebody else that has more than you or you perceive to have more than you. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. So true. All right, my darling, I'm going to give you um to wrap us up before I sign your sweet self off. This is Dean. I could just keep going. I've got so many more questions, <laughs> but we're on a time frame, So we'll just cut it short here because this is still juicy. I have a fabulous five questions for your beautiful self to, um, to finish off. 
Perfect. <clears throat> Let me clear the throat and get ready. Number one, what's next for the beautiful Suniva Holt? Hmm. Well, 2020 is going to be a big, juicy, delicious year, but I, uh, hmm, what is it going to be juicy and delicious with? I'm doing some very deep work um, shortly, as we touched on before I got on this call. I'm going to the States to do some very deep work, and I think that is going to change the way that my business runs and how I facilitate. Um, I will be doing a lot of public speaking. Uh, my new book is coming out next year and I'm going to be doing a lot of very epic travel and I'm very excited about that because I made the, I set an intention that I was going to fully up level my travel um, and it was a pretty exciting milestone to hit when I was able to go and book uh, business and first class flights to Europe and stay in five-star accommodation around the world. So um, I'm, I'm always playing with like moving to a new level for the fun of it. It's not because I um, need it or I like need to be fancy and in luxury, but it is the game for me. Yeah. I get to play in that. Who do I become in the process? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So good. Number two, what makes you rebelliously unique? Have <laughs> uh, we right, got time well, to answer this? <laughs> um, yes, I was born a rebel. I've I've always been. That is my blood. It flows mm. through my veins. If you tell me to go left, I will go right. I'm. <laughs> I cannot. It's it's not in me to ever go with the status quo. And <sighs> I love that about myself i fully embrace that about myself and uh it works so well for me in so many ways i'm not sure if i really answered your question you have my i would count the ways no you're speaking my language i feel you it's the same i'm the same tell me tell me i can't do it and i'll show you that i can exactly <laughs> she just embodies the rebel unique in an absolute nutshell. Number three, my love, what permission slip would you like to give the people today? Mm. You will always be capable of anything that you decide that you are. Decide, yes. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Number four, what impact would you love to leave on this planet? on the people? Mm. The impact that I'd like to leave on this planet is to really like speaking into the last question is to give women everywhere permission to fully step into their power and own who they are because I constantly walk into rooms and see women fully downplaying themselves and it makes me so sad to see and it is time. It's time for the feminine to rise. It's time for feminine power. It, it's not, I am so unsupportive of men and, the, and I think men are incredible and this is nothing to do with that. But there has been an imbalance for so long because the feminine has so much to offer. And we are, we, it is time for us to rise. And when that balance comes into play, when the feminine and the masculine are in equal play, and that will shift the entire energetic balance of the world. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. I love that. It's so true. I feel all of that. It's so fucking true. And it comes, it's, it starts with self-belief, like believe in yourself or no one else will, girls. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, and, you know, this queen fire girl is the girl to do that. So if you're not following her, jump on board. Number five. What is one actionable thing the listeners can do to support your beautiful self today? Uh, speak into that again. Sorry, my darling. What's one action, <laughs> one action or thing that the listeners can do to support you today? To support me? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, that's so beautiful. Uh, connect with me. I love to connect with people and really find out what's going on in their world. 
Um, and this, it's a very circular thing if we, we're all here just to really support each other. So I would just love for people to reach out and make that connection uh, and most of all though, most of all, step into what is most uncomfortable for you. That would be, that would be in the greatest service to me is for people to step into their discomfort because that's where the magic truly happens. That's where the change happens. And that's what we're avoiding the most. So true. So true. It is, it is what it's uncomfortability. Why would we go there? (laughs) But it's where on the other side of it, that's where the magic is. Every single time I've ever personally stepped into that. Yep. It's growing me exponentially. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you, my darling. I love that. And I will add your Instagram onto the the notes so the peeps can find your beautiful self if they haven't already. She's, she's easy to find on all the all the channels, my loves. Thank you so much, my darling woman, for investing investing your time in in me and us today. It's been oh, it's just it's been completely juicy, delicious. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, beyond grateful, honey bunch, beyond grateful. And thank you everybody for listening to all of this. If you have any questions, please hit us up. We love hearing from all of you beautiful women, all of you beautiful people. We're here to support. And if you feel the need, hit, hit me up with a little review on this episode. If you want to leave some stars, you can do that. If you don't want to, don't do it. Don't fucking do it. Do what you want to do. And I'll see you guys very, very soon. Thanks, Neva, my love. Thank you. Bye. That app was cha-ching. Thanks for checking in, my dudes. Don't forget to leave some stars in review so mum is in a better mood. Do it for the kids. Bye.